It seems like when, whenever we visit, the gnome seems to be the source of some sort of trouble here. Um, it, it's not uh, just when you visit. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I hear that you're the one that noticed the uh, order rocks up uh, near the Dragonborn. I did? You did. I did. You did. Nowhere have we gone where we've, we've heard every woe that's going on. We usually just hear the big ones and go off to fix those. Oh, and speaking of that, everybody roll for me, Constitution. No. I just keep thinking, it's a Snow Owl Clan thing, you wouldn't understand. Chapter 150. You killed my father, prepare to die. Okay. So in the last episode, uh, actually, what happened in the last episode? Anybody remember? Bad things. I mean, some good things, but mostly bad things. Well, let's see. We met the the time walker. Mind yeah, traveler. that's right. That yeah. was the time traveler, and he he used uh. Horrible, torturous ways to help us focus on the illusion of the mind that we were in. And we all made it out and are forevermore uh, immune to that particular mind trap. Of yeah, all. so uh, Lowell had... Uh, us psychologically. Yeah, yeah had, uh, had confined you once again to the endless plane. And, oh, and uh, he took the phylactery, or yeah. Lowell appears to have taken the phylactery. Yes, and uh, you end up running into someone who called himself the Mind Traveler. And he yeah, used flagellation to focus your minds... Uh, inward and to reject the illusion that was around you. Never use that word again. Flagellations? Yeah. Would you like flogging? That's yes. better. So the the the, uh, the floggings continue until the staff morale improved. Yep. And uh, so you guys, yeah, as you said, broke free of the illusion, and uh, it was very likely that you'll never be able to be trapped in that illusion again. Which Although was. it's an open question as whether LOL will know that. And uh, anyways, yeah, you. Uh, made it back out only to find the phylactery that you guys had was missing. And after discussing the situation with the Galchabar, you didn't get any closer to determining what that meant. Was it the uh, real phylactery that you guys had in your possession? And Alowal went and grabbed it so that uh, you would not have it? Or was it uh, just a another one of the fake phylacteries and Alowal had just... Uh, taken it away to make you think it was a real one so you'd stop looking for the other ones and then, you know, ne never get your hands on the real one. So uh, a very sneaky, sneaky thing to do. Anyway, you guys had gone back to the uh, inn, talked to Galchabar, and you ended up getting on the Coeptus, heading for Pheromons so you can see what you can do about the whole sulfur situation uh hopefully you guys can help the four, poor farmers in Kalesque with their uh, fungal problems okay so there you guys are you're on the coeptus um luckily it's just a, a pretty short trip to pheromons 
you'll be there by the end of the day and uh, you guys can check into uh, the Iron Mountain. Uh, anything that we need to do while we're on the Coeptus? I mean, are we already at full hit points and used our hit die and all of that? Uh, is anybody I, down at all? I, I think we pretty down, much took yeah. care of that because mm -hmm. we've been in town for a day or that's, two. That's so. true, so probably. Well, you're in, you're in town for a couple hours after you got out of the... Uh, out of the thing, but, uh, but yeah, I believe everybody like was in pretty good shape before slept that. over. Definitely. Okay, so um, once again, you guys, uh, you got a private cabin there on the Coeptus, and you guys are uh, puttering along. And uh, so, um, actually, Adri, are you using the circlet to uh, be disguised, or are you doing the makeup thing? What are you doing at this point? I mean, I don't, if I'm like in my cabin, I don't feel a need to, but um, certainly if I'm out on the deck or where there's more not party member people then then definitely sounds good um so you guys are uh, are, are putting along and uh the uh, quipta seems to be making less progress than you're kind of used to uh but maybe that just means that uh you know they they're fighting a headwind but it gives you more time to look out and, and once again just like we, the first time you're headed up the uh, coast here you uh, can't help but notice that just about all the farmsteads... The coast? Or the, well, whatever you want to call the edge of the Mare Arnosum. Uh. Um, the, the, the sand shoreline. Um, it, uh, all, just about all of the farmsteads between Colesque and Faramons are seem to be abandoned. Um, you can see occasionally uh, there's, uh, you know, farm animals, livestock that's kind of roaming free. Uh, there's... Just all the fields have gone fallow, and uh, every once in a while there's even one of them that just seems to have been burned down. Uh, but uh, it looks like a pretty ruinous uh, scene here. And um, you guys pull into Faramons, and the Coeptus, as usual, ties up at one of the uh, very large mooring posts that is uh, right in the front. And, and obviously, as you know, the, uh, the road from the dock works on the edge of the uh, mare just snakes right up into the Iron Mountain itself. And what are you going to do? Well, I mean, we're... How is long the door has it been since we were here? Like a month, right? Or if, if that. Yeah, if that, yeah. Because you guys had to go from Faramons to Porta Magnum back up to uh, the uh, hills above Excalbarium, Calise to... Uh, see the uh, dragonborn and then uh, from there you went back down through Savita's Cataracta down to the coast and, and then basically you're just doing one huge circle at this point in time so yeah it's been yeah. about a month since you've been here well I guess we'll go we'll go in I mean we should still be pretty well known here oh, yeah considering you we helped, did help uh, save yeah. the the barony here mm -hmm. definitely Okay, so uh, you guys are headed up the uh, main roadway, and uh, um, you know it's a short, a short jaunt up there. And as you approach the uh, main gates there to the Iron Mountain, you notice that one of the guards just boom takes off into the mountain at tip top speed, and uh, several of the other guards approach and then just bow low before you, and uh, the, uh, the the lead, the one that maybe the sergeant in charge, and says, ah. Welcome to the Iron Mountain. We're happy to see you heroes back here again. What can we do for you? Can we summon you to the uh, to the court of the uh, the Baron uh, Nola? 
think that would probably our best mm -hmm. bet would be. Yeah. Very good. I'm sure she'll be happy to see you again. And uh, the uh, just about then you hear just it sounds like someone carrying an entire uh, kitchen's worth of pots and pans, but an entire um, squad of guards just comes trotting up at the double and uh you know once again bows low before you and uh, in the sergeant says ah the honor guard will take you inside it's welcome to see you again and enjoy the iron mountain and he just kind of bows you into the gate thank and move on kind of get used to this yeah a, a little different than the last time you were here um, and so uh, half of the guards uh, form up in front and half of the guards form up in back um, and just, you know, they march in, in perfect regular step, uh, just matching your your uh, pace. And uh, they take you into the main circular chamber there where the foundries are. And of course, as you know, the uh, the throne room is at the opposite side of that. And uh, just basically they, you know, plow a... Uh, they hold through the uh, all the people there. They all scatter out of the way as, as this guard group comes through, and they just take you straight to the uh, to the Baron's chamber. And there's Nola. Um, she looks uh, a month later, um, maybe even more regal and splendid than she did the last time you saw her. She seems to have settled into her new office, and uh, you know she's got uh, golden uh, bangles that is uh, has been woven into her hair and her. Uh, you know, clothing has definitely taken a step up. And when um, she you appear in the doorway, she just stands up and then just bows to you and, and says, Ah, the heroes! What is the uh, reason for this happy gathering? It is so good to see you again. It seems that our uh, colleague here, Jester at Cotter, um, is having some issues with a supply of something called sulfur and we know it was mined here so we thought maybe we could ascertain what it is that we can do to fix whatever problem there apparently is uh, she's oh okay um well, i'm just about to take my evening meal uh why don't you join uh, me and my private apartments and uh we can uh discuss the problem sounds great so, yeah that's Okay, and um, she's she's uh, turns to her, uh, you know, the official sitting next to her, and, and says, "Declare the the uh, court is done for the night, and uh, I will spend be spending my time with my uh, with my new companions." And uh, she gets up and and walks uh, straight out of the court, and all the courtiers uh, start to uh, you know disperse after her. And I'm assuming you guys are going to follow right along. Yeah. And uh, she goes over to the Baron's apartments, which, of course, uh, the last time you were here, you found a corpse. So uh, that was a little unfortunate. But uh, they've been redecorated, um, perhaps, you know, in her style. And uh, she uh, pulls over into the, the parlor side uh, where so many items were piled before. And uh, as, as soon as the door closes, um, you know, there's two, still two guards um, that are standing inside the, the doorway, obviously. And she turns to them and says, now you didn't see a lick of this. And she just turns to you and Arlen, you're the closest one, just mm -hmm. gives you a big old hug. It just buries her face in your chest. And uh, and she turns to the rest of you and says, come here, come here. And uh, she gives a big old hug to all of you. And she says, <laughs> "It's like I want to do that as soon as I saw you, but 
you know, we can't, uh, can't, the banners can't be seen to be hugging people in, pri in public. So what brings you here? This is uh, a most fortuitous uh, thing. I didn't think I'd see you for months and months. You're so busy out there, you know, rescuing the world. It was some of that rescuing the world that brought us here. We were in Kolesque, and are we eating yet? Are we waiting? You're just standing around at this point in uh, time. We're, we're waiting for meal things to mm -hmm. happen. Uh, so we were in Kolesque, and we were talking with some of the uh, vintners there. Ah, oh, yes, they make the finest wines. And they were saying that, oh, well... In years past, maybe this year, it's it's not a good year for them. Yeah, I've I've heard things about uh, the struggles that I have, and um, have, maybe you can fill me in. And just about then, the uh, door opens up, and a line of dwarves comes in with a whole series of platters of food. Um, looks like there's a whole roast on on uh, one of them, and then just a steaming pile of uh, potatoes and and uh, and vegetables. And then just there's a couple of uh, bottles of the uh, wine there from Kolesquaya, and then a couple of just a whole um, you know miniature keg of ale that comes in, and uh, she uh, she turns to uh, the monks there and she says, "If I remember, uh, ye fancy uh, tea instead, eh?" Yes, please. And uh, she uh, puts a, a teapot right in front of you and says, "Well, let's sit and eat and." Uh, you can tell me all about your, your uh, investigations. Hmm. So yeah, sit down. Okay, and dish in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. are we going to tell just about that immediate need or or liven the, the, the evening up with tales of giants and large black dragons and beholders and things? I think the dwarves yeah, are I think... interested in the whole story. Yeah, keep it all up to date. Just keep everyone up to date. I mean, should we discuss the thing we're talking about and then say, okay, now that we're done, let's talk about how you've been, how we've been, and take a chance for us to brag about what we've been doing then? Yeah, I think I think we should um, cover like why what's going on in Kaleskwe first, and then brag about it as the other as the meal progresses. So business before pleasure? Yeah. Okay. Do the rest of you, are you the rest of you fine with that or? Yeah, that's, I'm good. that's fine. All right. So yeah, we're going to talk about, so when we made it to Kaleskwe, do you know how the grapes grow with in Kaleskwe or like? I'm afraid I don't. Um, it's uh, sort of passed me by. So basically, they have these big long rows, and the grapes grow hanging down. Okay, yeah, I've seen I've seen Kaleskwe from the entrance there. Yeah, and, and yeah, so just vines and vines and big rows all the way up the hills to the mountains. And one of the things that happens is those rows are really good at growing fungus if you don't deal with the fungus before. Aye, and and we've had these big fogs that have been coming down since yes, uh, the last year. This, this must be, I mean, didn't you have a problem there in Porta Magnum with fungus getting in the food? Well, that was meddling, which we had to deal with. This is just, Kolesko is a big bowl, and the fogs that we've been having just sit there, and moisture is what makes this sort of fungus grow really strongly. So when... 
with all this, it's been really stunting their crops and they've been like withholding their shipments to other places and they're worried for the upcoming years too. Uh, yes, I, I can see that's a problem. So, um, so what are you saying about um, sulfur is the, is the is a cure? Is that what you're saying? Well, it won't be a cure for this year, but in the future they spray, or I don't know if they spray, that's my real life knowledge. They use sulfur somehow to make the fungus, like to weaken it and make it easier for the sun to get rid of it. But they were saying to us that their sulfur shipments from here haven't been coming in or if they have they've been much reduced from what they were expecting very good oh here let me uh let me send out a message and uh she uh catches the eye of one of the guards at the door and uh she says uh, send a page to you um the master of supplies and um have him explain why sulfur is so hard to come by uh we we tend to use a bunch of it in, in our, our smithing and so forth. So I can't imagine why it's so difficult to get a hold of. Did, um, did they say something about in Kolesway that like the gnomes were using it or something? That's what they said. Yeah. Apparently said, the gnomes were using it in their, in their artificer stuff. Okay. So yeah, maybe we'll have to see what's going on there. And actually, in fact, by the time you get done, um, with your, your first course there. Oh, and speaking of that, everybody roll for me, Constitution. No. <laughs> is this a save or a check? Uh, this is a check. 16. Okay, and... Uh, <laughs> 11. Oh, no. And... Uh, 10. 17. 5. Okay, so really only, uh, this time around, only uh, Cotter and Adri can, uh, can resist the... Uh, fiery really nature kind of, <laughs> of the of the dwarven cuisine um and actually you've never really had too much problem in the past before creval but for whatever reason it's uh it's extra fiery this time around so uh yeah you, you guys had forgotten about the uh the uh, dwarven cuisine it's 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 all spicy anyway so by the time you get done um having your mouth go in fuego um the uh a page appears again and uh, in hands a uh, a scroll to uh, Nola, and she uh, you know peruses it really quickly, and uh, she says, "Oh, it's the supply master says that uh, apparently um, the gnomes have been using it. They've declared it. What does it say here? A strategic resource, and uh, they they can't give any of it up." Um, what do they mean by strategic? Well, I wish I knew. So I think um, tomorrow tomorrow morning in court, I think we'll have to find out. Um, are you free to stay the night? Yes. Yeah, it seems yeah. like when, whenever we visit, the gnome seems to be the source of some sort of trouble here. Um, it, it's not uh, just when you visit. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the gnomes tend to be a source of trouble. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're brilliant brilliant inventors and uh and they uh they do come up with wonderful items but uh yeah uh we had an entire workshop blew up um just a couple of weeks ago um we barely barely put the uh the uh building back together again um four gnomes died in that it was uh pretty tragic uh but uh yeah um 
And we actually had one where um, a gnome had actually uh, managed to get himself locked in his own chicken suit. Um, that was exciting too. Um, and actually, one of the nice things about being barren now, I don't have to deal with that anymore. I can have other people deal with it for me. <laughs> yeah, although I guess you must deal with all of it instead of like just an individual event. So. Well, that, that's true, yes. Um, I, I do get the whole uh, gamut of it, if you will. Yeah. But anyways, let us celebrate your return, and uh, then uh, you can uh, see about the sulfur in the morning. Oh, and in and, and, uh, Cotter, um, or should I say Sir Cotter, uh, oh, I, I, I do, do need to uh, give you um, the extra special thanks. Um, I, get, I hear that you're the one that noticed the uh, order rocks up uh, near the Dragonborn. I did? You did. I did. You did. Uh, yes, we were... It was, uh, ooh, I'm, words, sorry. Well, anyways. It, it, it was so long ago, I've basically forgotten what we were doing at the time. Were we hunting the... You were just headed back down the hill after taking care of the druids? Yeah. And, you, and you, well, actually, you noticed them going up the hill, but then coming down the hill. You, you know, yeah. you uh, put it in there, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she says, yeah, it's, it's turned out to be one of the richest finds. Um, it's been seen in, in several lifetimes. Um, well, we've it, barely gotten into the side of the mountain and we've already pulled out more gold. I think than we pulled out all last year in our regular mines. Well, it, it would have had to be quite rich for me to be able to notice it. Yes. Well, but, your, your, your shop eyes helped out so much. No, have the dragonborn been peaceable to you and yours? Uh, well, um, let, let us say they've been civil. Um, but, uh, uh, the reports I've gotten back is, is, uh, um, it's not, it's been very strained. Um, your people, I guess, uh, you haven't seen much of uh, the lowlanders, um, in forever. And, uh, there's two factions amongst the dragonborn now, uh, from what the, what I'm gleaning from what the reports are. Uh, one factions, uh, is embracing, uh, the new and the exciting possibilities of working with the dwarves and the, uh, missionaries coming in from Porter Magnum. Uh, but there's a significant chunk of them that just don't want to see any change at all happening and are uh, rejecting uh, foreigners coming into their land, even even if it is providing them with a, a brand new uh, standard of living. I mean, just the amount of gold we pulled out of there, we've been able to give them enough funds to buy food for years at this point in time. But uh, yeah, there's those that uh, want to go back to the traditional ways. Uh, you, you can probably appreciate it. I mean, you haven't grown up there. There is seldom an occurrence where change is always universally accepted. Yes, well, I, you know, I we have the same uh, people uh, here in, in amongst the dwarves. There's ones that uh, won't uh, won't see a change ever as being a good thing. Uh, they just want to be the way it was. Uh, but uh, I'm afraid uh, we're in a, a time when um, things are going to change, and we just have to accept that, and uh, we have to make the best of it. This is true. This is very true. Uh, you said court is out for the day. Are your tradesmen still open? Uh, well, it's pretty late. There's probably a full up for the night. Um, wh what can I get for you? Um, I, I'm the Baron, you know. I can probably command it. I don't think we need to say to command it. I just wanted to try to uh, trade with some of your craftsmen in your crafts wing. We can wait till tomorrow. Very good, yeah. Well, um, once once we uh, have morning court and we find out what the, the report from uh, the, the gnomes, 
uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely take you right down to the, uh, the trade wing and you can see whatever you want. Thank you. Very good. Um, anything else you guys want to bring up to Nola while you're supping with her? Oh, regale her with tales of black dragons and hordes and beholders and giants and lands with wandering lizards of great size. And she um, oohs and ahs at all the right times and, and says, you know, well, y you've been very busy, I can see. Oh, my gosh. Um, so much has happened. And, and just in a short time, we've been apart. Um, my goodness. By, by the time, uh, by the time uh, we see you again, perhaps you'll uh, embrace the gods themselves and, and play chess with them. Um, well, have you had now any that more you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any more issues with those winged demons? Um, the uh, the one that did replace the Baron, do you mean? Yes, have there been any more sights of those or any other types of creatures? No, uh, thank goodness. Uh, things have settled down here. Um, I mean, the worst thing we've had is, like I said, the gnomes blowing themselves up. I'm sure the gnomes are quite proficient at that. Yes, uh, they do seem to have a knack for it. Has, have you had any other troubles while we've been gone? Um, no more than the usual ones. Obviously, um, we're still in short rations here, and there's a lot of grumbling against that. Um, the, uh, it did help that uh, the uh, food shipments that you could uh, send immediately. And then, of course, now that we got this supply of gold coming in, uh, we have uh, you know money to buy whatever food. I mean, even the inflated prices that we have now uh, coming out of Porter and Magnum, um, we can... Uh, Happily buy the food there all we want. Yeah. That sounds very good. Yeah. Sounds like maybe perhaps after Port of Magnum, maybe another quick trip up the mountain to talk to the Dragonborn and see how the factions are really going on. Yeah, probably not a bad idea. Okay, anything else you guys want to discuss with Nola before we call it a night? We've told her about a low wall and the lich and all that, right? In the phylacteries? Yeah. Should we maybe mention the big thing that happened regarding that? Then? Didn't we? Or do we want to inspire fear by saying a low wall bested us and stole the phylactery back? I mean, I'm I don't, less interested I don't, in seeming tough than I am in you know, I mean, getting assistance or making sure other major... I don't think we'll be inspiring fear. I don't think we're inspiring fear. I think we should maintain a level of transparency that they know good and bad what's going on. Yeah. Now, what you've told her in the past was that uh, the, uh, you know, there was this uh, character, Lowell, who was trying to ruin everything. I don't think you really got into the nuts and bolts of how he uh, had hidden phylacteries all over the kingdom and, and things like that. But uh just said you were you were trying to take them down. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. Them knowing about what the status of the phylacteries on our end or not doesn't change how they're going to behave. And it's certainly there's more eyes and ears potentially that can spread spread the news. Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, what what do we gain and what do they gain by having that knowledge? Other than potential spies you know, looking out at us again. Do you think Alowal has that many spies? He doesn't well, seem to be that much of a people person. More well, like a 
undead he had, that runs around and stuff like he that. He had the whole fungus druids, right? And that's what we knew. Well, it, but if if they uh, if he had spies, then he would have spies regardless of whether or not Nola knows about them, right? Yeah. So wouldn't it be better that she knows about them? But Is we, that everything that's happening? We're just assuming yes. they're spies. Well, I'm just saying they may not be spies, but agents or or just word going around, right? I mean, we're not so well known in the lands that people will recognize us right off the bat. That's what happened but, when we arrived here. Yeah, well, that's because we're heroes in this particular area. But we're, we're also heroes you know, in the uh, in Porta Magna. But the more places, the more stories that say, "Hey, there's this band of people—one with a dragon thing and one with a devil thing—that's looking for a lich." You know, that's that's just more more risk, right? Yeah, I see where you're coming from. And it doesn't help us unless they have something like, "Here's the anti-lich ball." Right. Uh, what What's that going to do for us? Hmm. And, and Nola certainly doesn't tell us every little thing that goes on in her kingdom, right? I mean, we haven't really had the opportunity to talk to her. And she does want exactly. to exactly. Yeah, but I mean, nowhere have we gone where we we've heard every woe that's going on we usually just hear the big ones and go off to fix those well we hear we hear of ones but are they the big ones or medium ones we don't know anyways i don't think there's any benefit in telling that tale yeah i agree with you okay so no uh, no tales then i mean some tales some tales I guess. Just I tales know. of beholders and things, but the, we don't have tales. And of course, she is um, quite interested in the your tale of the uh, King of the Storm Giants uh, being off the coast there. But, uh, um, you know, the, the dwarves have an uneasy relationship with giants, obviously, from a uh, height standpoint. But, <laughs> but even the, so does uh, everyone. Yeah. But the uh, storm giants are supposed to be noble, so she's she's interested. Okay. Um, anything else you want to do before dinner wraps up? I think I'm good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have we asked about any of their, like, they don't have any big problems at the moment that we can fix while we're here or while we're moving around. You haven't asked? You can ask. I mean, we asked and about, yeah. they're like, oh, we're, we had problems with food, but now we have all the money. Mm -hmm. So we don't have problems with food. So I guess, yeah. Do you think we don't? Ha do you think we have enough on our plate, or should we ask if we can help them here we now? We have a lot on our plate. Okay, but we can still help them if we. I think uh, she would ask us for help if there was something that we could do. We're yeah. at that point in our relationship. Yeah, especially you guys who uh, are these heroes wandering the land, solving everybody's problems. So yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay, so um, dinner wraps up. Uh, they bring in a uh, fabulous chocolate cake, and uh, and she says, I, I, "I do have to admit that I've developed a bit of a sweet tooth since I've been come to Baron. Um, it's probably not the best thing for me, but uh, uh, everyone's got to have their vices, and uh, I think chocolate cake's pretty good as a vice goes, wouldn't you say? Yeah, compared to not being a demon in disguise. Well, there is that. Yes, <laughs> very good. Well, hopefully, hopefully we won't uh, run into that problem ever again." Yes. Indeed. Okay, so um, you guys finished chocolate cake? 
and uh, then it's off to the bedrooms and you, and you get a different set of apartments but it's very similar to what you had the last time there's there's a main parlor and then uh, down a hall there is a uh, just individual rooms and there's actually one more room than there are of you but uh, uh, they uh, just set them all up there and um, you see you know as you're as you guys are coming in there's a whole bunch of uh, dwarven pages coming out apparently they just set the room up for you and uh, they all of course all bow to you as they they head past and then the uh, the seneschal that had been uh, assisting Nola in the uh, throne room uh, basically says let me uh, lead you to your apartments and uh, he just you know marches down the uh, down the hallway, and, and the very first one she comes up and and this is for the Lady Adri. And the next one and says, uh, and this is for uh, the uh, Sir Cotter. And then goes to the next one, and uh, this is for uh, the fearsome uh, uh, no one. And then uh, Creval, and then Arlen. And uh, I don't he, get a title. And he says, and he said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here are the trailers on Gilligan's Island, yeah, and the rest. <laughs> <laughs> And he says, if you should need anything at all, you just uh, shout out and I'll have it here for you in no time at all. Okay, any of you guys going to do anything before dinner or for dinner, before bedtime? I'm going to pray that um, Creval doesn't try to break into my room again. <laughs> last time we were in this situation, unicorns happened. Yeah, that was that was important Magnum, though. So, I kid. I kid. Haha, <laughs> a joke. Funny joke. When I'm in the room by myself, I'll send a couple of messages out toward uh, Sister Dearest and find out what's going on with the uh, new faction arisen within the dragon. Okay. Um, why, why don't you tell me what it is you're going to say there? Uh, the first message will just be simple. Uh, Sister, I am hearing of a split between the dragonborn factions from the old guard to the new guard. Can you give me a brief update? Okay. And let's see here, the message you get back. That's fine. I will be heading back up in the near future anyway. Keep me informed as needed. And she responds to you again. Anything else you're going to do before bed? Uh, walk back over to uh, no one's door and knock on it. And then when he answers, ask him to follow me and then go over to Cotter's door and knock on that. Okay. And ask for a quick meeting with the two and just kind of bring them up to date with what I did and what I... Okay, so you're all sitting in Cotter's room. Um, so what are you going to say? Or do you want to go to the parlor? Carter's room's fine wherever it's private and just tell him that there's the faction split with the dragonborn and as war leader I will have to go up either way eventually probably to deal with this but I will need them to come with me as the storyteller and as my second yeah that sounds agreeable a thought came comes to me is that um, perhaps there is some symbol of your strength that we could bring. You know, we have certainly the teeth of the fallen foes. Um, if if you could ride some mighty beast or something in into camp as that show of strength and force right off the bat. 
I have the skulls that we've collected and maybe have the teeth that you said. Most Dragonborn aren't uh, impressed by subjugation as they are domination. Um, mounts are mounts, in our opinion. If they, were, if they weren't meant to be ridden, they wouldn't be conquered so easily. But I mean, this I might would be think if you came mounted on a dragon or something, that would turn some heads. It would, but it would also be considered a possible insult to all Dragonborn as we are from the dragon. If, but, you know, if we find something that we think might be suitable, it would not be a bad idea to try. I mean, what are the odds that we won't find something like that on our travels there? We will keep an eye out. But, uh... Just want to let you both know that it, that there's a good chance this is going to get very in, internally very bloody very quick. Well, maybe that's what we need to do. I mean, we 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 kind of are in the business of of squashing bloody rebellions now, aren't we? We so, only. Uh, what's the difference up in your home world? <laughs> well, it's out of chuckle. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Make sure uh, you started out by starting bloody rebellions, but I mean, who's counting? <laughs> that one's already been overthrown. We don't anyway. talk about that. <laughs> but at least we know who's on the right side this time, so that's a win. All the same, um, if we know it's going to get messy, we'll bring it all up. We'll let uh, Adri and uh, our resident sorcerer know. But for now, don't bring it up to him because we don't need one more thing to worry Fair enough. Yeah. Are we got are we seriously splitting the party right now with you guys? I guess. Yeah. No, we're, no not we're, not, not, we're, we're not splitting, no. We're just You're just gonna like duck a... out without telling us though? Oh no, not at all. This is this is this is a this is basically a snow owl clan thing. He no, like, which you were invited. Yeah. When we go, it'll be the group, but he's just telling us in advance, I guess, which I mean I kind of disagree with, but I, I see what he's coming from. Wait, 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 but what was that bit about not telling us something? <laughs> it just wasn't brought up just yet. I mean, letting okay. them know because they're part... Have we ever indicated that you should not tell us stuff? No, just I not mean, something... I mean, not that I know that you're not going to tell me something, but, like, out of exactly. character. Do you think that's a good idea to, like, not tell us something? No, it's just, a, it's just... It's the same thing as Cotton not necessarily bringing up that his... Wife needs him to come back dealing with dishes. This is just a small thing to keep them aware of. If it becomes a big thing, I absolutely will bring everything in. <laughs> a small thing that's it's like an insurgent in your That's a small thing is just squashing a rebellion. Well, their dragonborn dishes are pretty foreign to them too, so maybe. But uh... <laughs> we have custom made from the skulls around him. With like every action movie is like when the main characters don't tell each other stuff and then like all the problems are pretty much because the main characters don't tell each other stuff. So And you have to be and uh, remind uh just remember Adri grew up in in an environment where intrigue lies and espionage were were daily things. Worthy of mistrust. So so she can probably spot someone holding a secret a mile away. Probably. Unless, of course, you were Drow and a master of But I don't think a barbarian leader is at that caliber. You know, I'm not, I'm not, not bringing, I'm not saying this to keep them in the dark. I'm just saying this. I want to see what's developing before we bring everything to the table. Because we already have to deal with 
why did Alawal take this particular uh, phylactery? We're dealing with this, the gnomes tomorrow. We're dealing with Porta Magnum coming up. We're dealing with, we're dealing with. Right now, this is just a whisper in the wind. Right. And it's proving some things. Keep in mind that we're effective as a party when we remain communicative. Right. If it starts, if it's start, right now, it's just words between me and my sister. But when it becomes something like, oh, God, and it's like, yeah, time to bring everybody in. I just keep thinking, it's a snow owl clan thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> I almost said that. I seriously was thinking about it. Okay, well, any more secret conversations that need to go on uh, between before uh, you guys uh, take off for the, the night and go and sleep? I'm like low-key kind of want to just have like a, a secret conversation with It's not really about anything in particular, but just because <laughs> just we got left out. <laughs> Uh, you I don't know tell. you were left out. I can't, I can't. I can't tell the rest of the party that that my dad's apple tree that's nice with the with plums. Uh, they were the most delicious the fruit stock. ever. They were the most delicious fruit ever, but they just couldn't sell. Man, no one wants an apple with a pit. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Fetal position, just shaking on my bed. Actually, you guys, yeah. you guys go back by the the doors, and actually, Arlen and, and Adri are sitting there in, in the same room, sharing funny cat videos. Yeah, yeah. you you open the door, and we're like, pre- our, our ears are pressed up against the door, and we're just like, you do the Scooby Doo fall <laughs> into the room. Yeah, I, I, you know, I say I signal Adri and monks can't. Monks can't. <laughs> they, they can't what i think they can do just about anything yeah we can but you know master cho did give us uh not uh, true they can't hand, get through windows okay so uh you you uh give uh adri the uh the rundown in monks can't at that point in time then yeah okay <laughs> So nice. Arlen's the only one blissfully unaware that there's trouble in the mountains. Yeah, basically my room is the farthest one away from everything else. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You're about to. We don't want to stress. We don't know what anxiety does to that. To be fair, yeah, he's still he's Arlen's just totally enraptured with the roast flavored soup he's drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. Okay, so um, after the bad news, are you going to wrap up and head uh, head to bed? Yeah. Okay, and um, so you guys all, you know, go into your individual apartments there, and uh, no one, give me a perception check, please. That would be a five. Well, that's a little unfortunate. Um, <laughs> you wake up dead. Does a twenty-five hit you? Oof. Um. <laughs> Almost, yes. Yes, it does hit me. Um, so you are uh, just kind of getting ready, you know, putting your stuff away, um, getting ready to uh, settle down, and then all of a sudden, something stabs you right in the back. Um? Arlen. All right. Arlen. <laughs> no secrets. <laughs> yeah. You guys left me out for the last time <laughs> <laughs> you knew too much okay and you too which well, is just slightly more than i do <laughs> i would like to change i would like to reveal my true alignment which is chaotic stupid <laughs> okay and so all of a sudden something just stabs you right in the back 
and um, you take 22 points of piercing damage Whoa. from the stab. And you take an additional 10 points of necrotic damage. Whoa! <laughs> and I turn around and see who needs to die. And uh, and you will continue to take the, the 10 points of necrotic damage until you save. Um, oh and gosh. so you spin around, and there is a um, kind of youthful-looking dwarf there. He'd probably be like in his early 20s or maybe late teens in, in dwarf years. And uh, he's got a, only a medium-sized beard. And he says, my name is Cullen. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And you can and see say, he's standing there. He, he's uh, wearing just kind of um, leather armor. And he's holding a <laughs> dagger that is so black it almost looks like it absorbs light. It is just pitch, pitch black. I say, fortunately for you, you are going to die young. Okay, and uh, please roll initiative. As an aside, um, no one, how many fingers do you have? Ten? <laughs> uh, only ten? Shame, shame. Wait, I'm sorry, am I missing something? Uh, the yes, you are. Princess Bride reference. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, oh, I didn't no, catch no, that. Yeah. I, just, I love that. All right, well, I rolled a seven. That dice is <laughs> So what, what is a seven total? Yeah. Okay. Gotta love that die. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, that yeah, that is unfortunate because that means he gets advantage on his attacks on you. <laughs> okay, so he um, starts his uh, attack there, and it does a 22 hit you. Yeah, so what's this little pipsqueak hitting me with 22? He, he has advantage, I think. How's he yep. have advantage? I'm staring at. I him. assume he's a, um, assassin rogue, and because you haven't gone yet, he gets advantage on his attacks. All right. Well, is noise happening that any of us in the other room hear? Well, uh, funny you should mention that. Everybody, roll for me perception. Oh no. Well, I'm not coming to help. Never mind. Thirteen. 14? 25. Oh, hey, that's good. 18. Okay. Um, and um, Kraval, you have the apartment right next to Noan, and you actually hear this kind of disturbance in, over there. I mean, obviously, it's not unusual for the disturbances in, in Noan's apartments, but it does, it does it, uh, you know, grace your perception. And let me take a look at this. Oh, yeah. He gets an advantage in the attack roll, so he gets the sneak attack damage as well. Okay, so he stabs you again. So only 15 points of uh, of damage this time around. Um, what do you okay. add anyways? I'm at 30. Okay. And he's going to be at less. Can I roll initiative on this, or do I Actually, have Actually, why don't you roll initiative after... at this point, uh, <laughs> Drew, and, and see where Kraval fits into all this? Kaval gets a 13. Okay. So uh, you actually get to roll, you get to move next. What are you going to do? Uh, feeling that this is something not normal for anything. I'm going to walk out of my, well, walk out of my room and run into him. Okay. So you, uh, you go there and you um, open up the door and there is uh, 
no one and clearly he's uh, bleeding from several wounds and facing a uh, like i said a dwarf in leather armor who's holding a uh, dagger that looks as black as the blackest night okay and then can i get to no one in my turn i uh, know you, your turn was basically going over there and open the door so that's what you're looking okay. at okay okay so no one take 10 damage in necrotic okay i'm down to 20 but you know i can't let this guy live i'm going to spend a key okay uh, for uh patient defense mm -hmm. and then i'm going to beat this person up okay so first a slash with the dagger uh-huh uh that's a 24 that would hit okay and that is for nine okay and I am going will, to then... He will actually use his uncanny dodge and reduce that by half. Okay. So then I'm going to do a kick. Mm-hmm. And 19. No, it misses. He just jumps out of the way. He's very nimble. Okay. And then I will... I'm going to do a, a, a punch. Okay. And that's 15. Nope, nope. Once again, just ducks it. Okay. And then you can make a save on the necrotic damage. Okay. And that's a constitution save? Mm hmm Eight. Oh, oh that's man, dude. unfortunate. I'm just rolling great. Yep. Okay. And then we go to the top of the round. And... Um, then actually, at this point in time, everybody else who's not already aware, make a uh, perception check again. Now that uh, Kraval's opened the door and you can actually hear the sound of combat. 17. Okay. Also 17. Okay. Oh, wait, I should have done Hellish Rebuke on this guy. Is that too late? No, you can totally do that if you want. Two. Yeah, I'm still going to I'm gonna toast him. All right. What? I don't have my save DC because it was the back of my character sheet. Um, It's going to be eight plus... Three plus uh, four, so 15. 15, okay. He has to make a dex saving throw. Okay. And a beat of 15. Oh, he only got a 13. Bad timing on okay. that. Well, he's going he's gonna to get a little toasty. All right, that's 3d10. And that is... 12, 20 points. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, he got a little toasty there. Okay. Um. So, top of the round. Um, so... And he gets disadvantage. Okay, and uh, so Cotter and uh, Adri, since the uh, since the door is open, uh, you guys were able to hear something going on, and uh, so only Arlen is blissfully unaware that crazy stuff's happening I'm down. Like asleep or something. Yeah. Um... Okay, so he uh, rolls to attack again, and your disadvantage um, uh, cancels out his advantage. Why does he have advantage? Because he's attacking before first in a round. No, 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 that's first in a combat, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn. Oh, in the combat, yeah, good, you're right, so... Yeah. Okay, so he has so disadvantage on this. Yep. I wish it was like that. That yeah. would be so... Oh, no, I, I rolled terribly on initiative. Never mind. Yep. He should have disadvantage oh. on that second attack. No, no, because no, you hadn't, still hadn't gone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so it's either a 21 or a 23. So I'll go with the 21 since you have disadvantage. Does 2021 hit you? Wait, I thought... Just barely. Wait, why did he get advantage? Oh, sorry. Just disadvantage. disadvantage. Yeah. And so... Oh, you're going to die. Um, I might. Oh, ouch. Yeah, that's... Oh, ow. Did you roll sneak attack? Yep. Because you shouldn't have. Yeah, nope. He has disadvantage, advantage. and he's fighting only one person. Oh, that's right. Now that we're now that we're in disadvantage, that cancels that out again. Okay. Bummer. So he does <laughs> um, an additional four points of damage, excuse me, eight points of damage, and refreshes the, um, the uh, necrotic damage of 10 points on you. So it's uh, 18 points total. What do you add? Two? Two. Okay. <laughs> so you no. are, you're going to drop on your next turn. Okay. How does this guy look? He looks uh, a little beat up, but not too bad. And then okay. uh, Cotter, what are you going to do? Excuse um, me, not Cotter. Craval, what are you going to oh. do? I'm going to walk right by this guy and reach down and touch no one, and I'm going to send a cure wounds to him at level three. Okay. How much do you get back? He gets 25 points of healing back. Ooh, nice. And then uh, as a... And then actually, that's it. Okay. Sounds good. And then um, no one... Actually, let's, let's have um, Cotter and Adri roll initiative. 12. Okay. Got them all stacked up here. Adri? Four. Okay. You're a little slow getting about the thing. So, Cotter, um, actually, after Craval goes, you can I'm bolt sorry. out of yours and, and get to the doorway. Okay. And you see the scene uh, before you as described. And uh, can I, like, not an attack action, but just uh, use my channel divinity action to... Actually, no, I wouldn't. Next round, you can get in Next on round. Right. Okay, and no one. Time to go okay. monkey monk on him. Before he goes, um, mm -hmm. am I within 10 feet of him? You are within 10 feet of him. Okay, great. Yes. That's a big So stack. patient defense again. Okay. And I'm just going to have to hit him and hope I can get in the 20s. So that 11 probably misses. Nope, nope. Just dodges aside. Uh, a kick? Your fist is dropping. Raise it higher, and I use War God's Blessing and give him a plus 10. Plus 10? Okay, so, so it's 21? Yeah, okay, so that so does 20... hit. Oh, and did you take your 10 points of Necrotic? That happens. He hasn't attacked yet. No, yeah, it, I did. It, That's, it, I had two, it, and it, then I just got healed 25. Yeah, no, but you, you get uh, at the beginning of your, your turn, you take 10 points. Okay, well, I'm at 17. Okay, okay. so I pop him. Okay. Six. 10, 27, minus 10 is 17. So you took six points. Never mind. Never mind. All right. So that is going to be... Uh, oh, that's, that's seven. And I'm going to burn another key point to make... Uh, oh, that was a punch. So that would have been six. Sorry. And I'm going to burn a key point for stunning strike. Okay. And they need to make what? I think a deck save against my spell DC of 15. Are you sure it's not a wisdom? Or something be. like that? It's, it might it, be wisdom. It would be key save. It'd yeah, be your key. spell we, save, which is the same as 
Yeah, so wisdom then. Okay. Ooh, and he nat ones that. So All right, he, he has him stunned. stunned. And what does stunned mean? So he's stunned. basically incapacitated. Yes, stunned means he's incapacitated. Um, the creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws, and attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Really? Yes. I'm not there. You're not there. You're blissful. And he's there. stunned until the beginning of his next turn, folks. The beginning yep. of his next turn or the beginning of your next turn? His next turn. That doesn't seem very yep. useful. Well, that means you all can attack him until it's his turn, right? I guess. Well, let's take so, a quick look here. So, so now my next attack with advantage will be with the dagger. So does a 22 hit? Ooh, yes. a nat 20. Yep. I think that'll work. That'll work. Mm -hmm. So 2d6 plus 6. 11, 17. It, uh, I looked it up. It's the end of your next turn. Yep. Oh, end of my so, next turn. So 17, okay. 17 points of damage? Yeah. Okay. Very good. And then um, he's still standing. Are you all, Are you done there? That was my extra attack, yes. Okay. So. And then, Adri, you can run on over there. And cool. you, you see Cotter standing in the doorway and the scene before you as described. And you get advantage. Um. But, so I get advantage because he's stunned, right? Oh, but say yeah. he can't attack right. yet. Oh, real, real quick, I didn't hear what this kid. I didn't hear what this dwarf said to no one, right? Right. Um. No one. No one. But no one heard that. No one needs to save against Necrotic. Well, all oh, I yeah. see is my buddy is getting beat up by some pipsqueak, so I'm gonna. You get a plus three, a... no one. Yeah. Wait. So yeah, well, you your your turn is getting to the the doorway there. So you guys, you and and that's, that's my full turn. Yep. Is you, just you, getting to the doorway. Yep. You guys. She gets can... her full move, right? I move like four fifty feet. Yeah, but you know, you're doing the thing. You, you don't know what's going on, so you like, you know, open the door, look up and down the hallway. What's Cotter doing over there? Walk over to okay. see what's happening. Go in there. Oh my God, there's uh, no one being attacked by a dwarf, and Creval's standing next to him. So, okay, All right. yeah. So, but you and Cotter can join in next round. Next round here. Okay, and then uh, yeah, give me a save on the necrotic. Uh, Fifteen. You do get a plus okay. three if you haven't added that. That was with the plus okay. three. Okay, and you do save against it. Okay, Yay. and then top of the round, and um, so he is stunned and can't act. Do I see if I can hear this? Um, actually, yeah, why don't you do a perception check at the end of the round here? 12. Total? Yep. Um, so I'm going to say with all the kerfuffle going on that you probably are hearing it by now. So yeah, you hear something going on, and you can act next round. My initiative is 7. Okay, and then Cotter. You're looking at a dwarf trying to stab your friend. Oh, excuse me, Kraval, you're standing right there. You're, you're next in the initiative roll. Um, no one, do you want me to get involved more than this? You know, let's uh, just, I say, just knock him out. Do we want to, like, okay, then to interrogate him, just knock him out. Do you want All right, to then I'll at least bring him to Nola. Yeah, when he's yeah. unconscious, we can tie him up. But if he's dead, then that's not helpful. We can ask him questions. We can ask him more if he's alive. Yeah. Okay, then I will just reverse the. I'll just walk behind him, so I'm flanking him, and just take the glaive and just jab the butt end of it in the back base of his skull twice, or whatever it takes to knock him out. Okay, and he goes down in a heap. And, however, seeing the very interesting looking dagger, I'm going to pick that up. 
Okay, so yeah, he uh, he um, goes clubbed down to the ground. Um, the dagger goes skittering across the floor, lands right in the middle between everybody. And that's where we're going to stop today. Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, that turned south in a hurry, I must say. Uh, everything looked like it was going well. The party had gotten back to the Iron Mountain and looked like they were uh, on the trail of the missing sulfur. Everything seemed to be going pretty good, and then someone stuck a dagger in no one's back. So uh, who is this mysterious dwarf? Well, we'll get back to that in a minute. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to feature was the Infernal Blade, and yes, I did pattern this after the Morgul Blade in the Lord of the Rings. So as soon as the dwarf relinquished possession of it, it just melted away into nothingness. But anyways, who is this dwarf? Why does he want to kill Noan? Why does he think that Noan killed his father? To find out the answers to that, we'll have to wait for the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.